It's that time of the week again. Time to catch up with BYU team captain Clark Barrington. Senior day is on the docket. He is one of the 37 players listed that are going to be walking on senior day. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about facing Utah Tech. How was the bye week and a whole lot more. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. We are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Title sponsor on today's show is our friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is helping you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege. That's linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege to post that job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Time now to welcome in BYU offensive guard slash team captain Clark Barrington for his weekly visit here on the podcast. Clark, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, so let's just start here. How was the bye week? Did you get, uh, do you feel refreshed, I guess, is the first question. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I think we could all agree, you know, everybody's bodies are feeling better, um, feeling a little bit more healthy and, and we're ready to go. So now, obviously, you guys played 10 straight weeks of football before getting to this bye week. And uh, I was sitting there thinking about it last week as the bye week was kind of going and watching other football games and whatnot. At the point of the season that that bye came, would you have rather in your heart of hearts just continued to play or did you really feel like you needed that week off? Um, You know, it, it, it was nice to kind of have a break, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I think it kind of would also been nice to, to just keep playing. Um, we, some of the guys were talking. And we were like, "Man, it feels like we haven't we haven't played football in forever." And <laughs> okay. you know, today was the first pad of practice, you know, of the week, and so it was it was good to get back out there and 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 hit again and and fly around. So it was fun. How how was the team uh, feeling slash looking in your mind after that week off? Yeah, I think I think just like I said, you know, everybody's feeling a little bit better. So you know, just a little bit more confidence. Um, you know, everybody's moving around well, and, and so we're just excited to keep playing. So, I was at a practice uh, talking with Coach Guilford. We also talked with Pepe Tanuvasa, and a similar question was asked to both of them just about the how important that win over Boise State was just to get you guys your confidence levels back up. Uh, and they both essentially alluded to the fact that they really felt like you guys needed that win just to kind of get some more, get some wind into your sails and feel like you have some momentum going into the final stands of the season. Would you agree with that? I would completely agree. I think I think the win was was a big deal, and and it's going to help us just continue to push forward. So, all right. So uh, this week it is Senior Day. I know that Senior Day is a, is a misnomer because there are guys who are redshirt sophomores, COVID sophomores, COVID juniors, redshirt juniors, and even some COVID seniors, etc., who are all going to be walking and being honored by uh, BYU fans, the coaching staff, and the administration. You are among 37 players on that list who are going to be walking. So, Clark, I haven't lobbied this question at you at, at all this year, but why are you walking? Does that mean you have decided on your future yet? Um, I have not decided okay. um, You know what, what the future plan is. And I think lots of people on that list haven't haven't really decided. Um, just like you said, there's there's a bunch of guys. You know, who knows what people's eligibility really is these days? 
And so, um, you know, with that, you know, there's a bunch of people dif- in different situations. And so, you know, the coaches and, and staff just want to give everybody a chance to, to be able to walk, you know, and so they're, they're just kind of uh, down their eyes, crossing their T's, making sure everybody gets, gets the opportunity to walk, you know, if they want it. And so just kind of including a, a bunch of different people in a bunch of different situations in that. So. Well, and that's what I figured. I figured there's all kinds of things. There could be guys who have medical uh, retirement potentially on the horizon. Uh, guys like right. yourself who have potential NFL futures in their in their in their future. Uh, the, the, there's also 13 guys. Guys like Joe Tukuafu, Lupini Katoa down that list. 13 of of the guys are just out of eligibility. It, it, they they right. simply have run out of eligibility. So you mentioned the fact that there's so many different situations here. How many conversations have gone on between all of these guys, yourself included, with regards to are you watching? Walking? Are you not walking? Um, there's been a, a few conversations. You know, just just seeing what page everybody's on, and 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 most people are just kind of up in the air. You know, still trying to figure it out as time goes on. You know, they're we're all just trying to worry about this next game and and play the best we can, and then you know let the rest take care of itself. You know, later on. So I think we're all just just doing it just in case, and then we'll see what happens come later in the year. So. Now, uh, Coach Satake, during his weekly press conference, he's actually kind of said it the last two weeks, is that with regards to guys like yourself who still have some eligibility, if you, if you decide to pursue it, you, I, I think you have another season. Is that right? If you, if you want yes, to. Okay, so yep. uh, he said even with these guys having these uh, that eligibility remaining, he essentially wants to get you guys in touch with NFL scouts, talent evaluators, uh, anybody who can have a say with regards to what your future can be. He said essentially he wants you guys to have those conversations so you can make the most informed decision you can make as an athlete, uh, how involved has he been in that process up to now? And how much more involved do you think he will be down the stretch here? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that involvement will come, you know, a little bit later on. I think we're all just focused on, you know, the, the task at hand and, and trying to finish out the season good and, and go to a bowl game and do all, all of those things. So I think we're just kind of trying to focus on the here and now and, and we'll focus on, on the things um, as they come later. So, now, I, I do want to talk about Utah Tech, obviously, the chance to get the bowl eligibility. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. I do have one final question with regards to your future. Uh, when, it, when it comes to your decision, uh, do you expect to have that decision made by the end of the season, or do you think it'll, you'll let it play out a little bit longer than that? Yeah, um, I'm not really sure. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, we'll, we'll just see kind of where, where, where things go, uh, where it takes me, and... and and I guess the feedback I receive and, and all that stuff, you know, it just depends on the timing, I guess. Yeah. Who 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 do you think you'll uh, be listening to? I'm, I'm assuming your wife will obviously be involved with that. Your parents, anybody else you feel like will be in part of that conversation? Um, honestly, probably just family is the biggest one. Okay. Um, just talking with them and and feeling it out and, and seeing what's best. So. Very cool. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about more about Utah Tech, obviously Senior Day festivities, all that type of stuff. First, we need to get a word in on our friends over at LinkedIn. Of course, uh, this time of year, everybody's trying to finish up their year strong, and every new potential hire out there as a small business can feel like a high-stakes wager for you. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is helping you find the right people for your team faster, and the best part is they're doing it for free. You can go online. Many of us out there, I think Clark, are you, are you on LinkedIn? Do you have a Do you have a LinkedIn profile? 
I am. Yep. And, and it, it, essentially all of us have used it in one way or another for networking or just essentially to keep in touch with other business leaders out there. And that's what LinkedIn's here for. The best part is if you are hiring, you can go and add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring as a small business. They also feature simple tools like screening questions to make it, make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs is helping you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. The best part is small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So give it a shot, my friends. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post that job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Continuing on here with Clark Barrington, but a quick reminder for you guys, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Essentially, it's the audio format, as, as I call it, of going to like ESPN.com, whatever sports page you happen to frequent, and getting caught up on all the biggest stories, the major headlines, take of the day, all that type of stuff. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only the Locked On Podcast Network can provide. Locked On Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Clark, let's talk about it. It is senior day for you guys. Obviously, you guys are getting ready uh, for your final home game of the season. How different is a feel as you get ready for the final home game of the year? And you've done this three or four times now in your playing career. How different of a feel is it when you play that final game at LES? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a little bit of a different feel for sure. Um, just like you said, you know, there's, there's that, uh, senior day kind of vibe and things that, that hang over, hang over the team. You know, it's good. It's a good vibe, you know, going into the game. And once the game is over, you know, it's kind of a, a sad, sad, (laughs) emotional type of thing, you know, of course there's more games to be played, you know, but it's just kind of the realization that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the guys that I'm playing with, you know, it's going to be over um, here soon. And so, no, I think I think it's great, you know, because we, we go out there, we play, we play for the seniors, we we grind and we, we do the best we can to, to come out with a win and 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 then, you know, at the end of the time at the end of the day, you know, we're able to celebrate that one with them and then, you know, just show our appreciation and, and love for them. So it's cool. You mentioned the fact that the relationships you build over time with your teammates, and obviously some of them have moved, they move on every year, and there's a chance you may move on after this year. How, you mentioned the fact that during the game it doesn't really feel like much different than than another game, but you said after the game is a kind of like I said I, I I determined I guess a melancholy feel because you know that's the final time you guys are suited up together on your home turf. Can you just kind of give us an insight as to how tough that can be to to know that hey this is the end of an era? Yeah, you know. It, all these guys, you know, they become like brothers um, and, and you become really close with, with most of them, if not all, you know? And, and so, um, you know, it, it sucks to, to kind of get to this point because these do change and thing people move on and, and whatnot, but, uh, you know, there's still, still good things to come. So got to hang your hat on that. Now, you mentioned the fact that you, 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 come, you come like brothers and you get to know each other. I think a lot of people would be surprised to know that you're interacting with defensive backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks. But that, that's really, I think, how Kalani uh, Satake has gone about building this, this program. He doesn't want you guys as an offensive line just simply to fraternize with your own guys, maybe the defensive linemen. He, he essentially wants you guys to build the relationships clear across the team. Am, am I right in that assessment? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
That's a big focus. Now, you talk about the love and learn and all that stuff. Is how how do you guys go about doing that? Is it is it just simply you guys are you've been playing the same field? You have conversations. How do you go about building those relationships? I think they they kind of slowly form over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the off season, you know, there's a big focus of of trying to just get to know you know a new person you know, every day and then try to learn more about your teammates, maybe the new guys that are coming in whatnot. Um, and just try to learn who they are, where they're from, you know, maybe a little bit about their story and whatnot. And then, you know, just slowly over time through interactions and, and joking around or whatnot, you know, you, you get to learn, you know, a lot about your teammates and, and, and you get to grow close to, with them. So it's, it's always fun. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to finish up today's show. I'm going to ask you about some specific guys. I just kind of want some, uh, some insight from you because you've been around this program a long time. You got to know a lot of you guys. We'll get to that here in just a moment. But as you get ready for this game against Utah Tech, uh, they're an FCS-level program. Uh, typically, these games take place in the early part of the schedule for most teams out there. But uh, you guys, during your independent era, traditionally have played these games in November. So what, in your mind, is the biggest uh, key to making sure you guys take care of business and avoid uh, what will be a a potentially embarrassing upset right um you know i think the big focus this week you know we, we understand that they're a good opponent um you know they have an offense that can score a lot of points and, and their defense does their job and so um you know just preparing like it is any of these other games um you know just, just realizing that that we need to respect the game um and play in that type of manner um, and be ready to go and, and polished and, and, and ready to execute, you know, when, when it comes game day. So now uh, you mentioned the fact that you guys have to prepare uh, like it's a regular opponent. Uh, how difficult can that be? Because you, you do realize this is, this is a lower level program they're, they're, you're expected to blow them out, but uh, it can be easy. I, I, I guess I never played at the collegiate level. I, I've been very upfront about that, but I would imagine it, it sometimes you can be very quick to be like, you know what? This is Utah tech. They're an FCS level team. We're going to steamroll these guys. Let's look ahead to Stanford. How, how difficult can that be? Um, it, it can be difficult. I think, um, you know, our coaches do a good job on, on emphasizing, you know, the importance of this game. And I think we realize, you know, the, the importance of this game, you know, and hopefully through, through this game, we, we receive ball eligibility and all that stuff. So there's a lot more kind of weighing on this game than just a, a win or a loss. And so I think, you know, as a coaching staff, as players, you know, we're taking it as serious as we can. So. You, t- you mentioned that the the key is getting to bowl eligibility, getting to that that coveted sixth win. And I know that sounds weird to say a coveted sixth win, but it, gu- it guarantees you guys that extra game. It guarantees you thirteenth game. You get to practice through the month of December for whenever that bowl game takes place. How important is making a bowl game? Yeah, you know it's it's one of our team goals, um, so it, it's it's pretty important. Um, you know, it's always um, a good time to be able to play another game with with you know, your buddies with your brothers and, and whatnot. And so, you know, we're all looking forward to, to playing that extra game. So, Okay. Now, bowl games, you, you've played in your fair share of them. I, if I'm not mistaken, you you went to the Hawaii Bowl back in 2019. You've played yep. – did you play in that famous Idaho Potato Bowl in 2018? I didn't play in that, but I was on the team, yeah. Okay, you are on the team then. But you've played <laughs> yeah. – then you've played in Boca Raton. You played in the Independence Bowl last year. Uh can you is is there one of those bowl games in particular that stands out more than the others? Um, uh, the Hawaii Bowl was fun. Okay, <laughs> despite the loss, obviously. Despite the loss, um, 
you know, it was still in my early playing days. And so I played left guard and right guard in that game, um, switching back and forth, Okay, you know, on a rotation. Um, but I feel like that was kind of where uh, I made my biggest jump. So it was, it was an exciting game. And then I actually didn't play in the Boca Raton Bowl. Did you not play was, in that game? I was, I was hurt. Oh, um, okay. I do remember that I was, now. I was up in the box helping helping coach because okay. all the offensive coaches had COVID. So that was a different experience as well. So I don't know. They're, they're all good memories to have. So I didn't know you were in that box for that game. I remember the coaches were, were unavailable, obviously, COVID deal and everything. So Car- yeah. it was Coach Barrington, I guess, G.A. Barrington. For, <laughs> for, for, for a night. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. What, 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 were, what was your responsibility that night? Yeah, I was uh, over picking up the the defensive fronts and then the blitzes. So I was just staring at staring at those all night, taking notes. So, so and were, relaying. I was gonna say you're probably relaying that to the sideline to give them an idea of what how things look, et cetera, Right. Yeah, for sure. It was it was interesting, but it was it was a good time. How in okay? I, I guess I, I, this this brings me to a I guess, question I didn't anticipate ever asking you this. But watching the game from a sideline, obviously there, there there's that perspective. You're obviously in the middle of a game. You're out there on the field. But in terms of watching it from from that uh, I guess thirty thousand foot view probably is the wrong term. But watching it from high up, watching it from a box, how different is the perspective for you? Yeah, it was it was. Uh... It was different. Um, you know, not gonna lie, it's probably a little bit more stressful up in the box than it is on the field. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just, uh, at least for me, I felt like I just couldn't mess up. I couldn't okay. miss, you know, seeing something. You know, we had the we had the field, mm-hmm. the live play, you know, in front of us. And there was a little TV up there, and and you, it was kind of delayed, so you could try to catch maybe a little something you missed on the field or whatnot. Um, you know, but it, it was fun. It was a good experience. So you you essentially got the perspective of being like a guy and a, a coach in the, the stress yeah. of being like, okay, yeah, I guess so. Did I did I miss like did I miss something on that front there that that might give us a key or something like that? Okay, I, right, yeah, I can I can get that. All right, well that's the fun part. Okay, now my final thing. Obviously, we're anticipating you as winning this game and getting to bowl eligibility. Uh, what is your, I guess, ideal for, for a bowl game? Are, are you mentioned like the Hawaii bowl is you just want warm weather. Like what, what are you looking for? Hey, uh, honestly, uh, anywhere warm would be great. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, Hey, I, I I'm right there with you. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't complain about going to Hawaii. So, well, and that's the thing I was like, okay, cause if you were on the team during the famous Idaho potato bowl, that day was fairly chilly. Uh, you played yeah, in the, the independence bowl last year was just a slop filled mess. It felt like <laughs> yeah. in many ways. Yeah. And then Boca Raton, I was at that game. It was actually fairly decent weather. Yeah. And then Hawaii, obviously Hawaii is always just wonderful. So right, right. I, I can, I can, I trust me. I, if I were able to pick your guys' bowl game, I'd be like, okay, where is a warm weather destination? That's, that's where, <laughs> that's where the Cougars are going. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, so we'll finish up today's show. I want to ask you about some of your teammates, some guys that are also going to be walking on senior day. Whether they're not 100% certain like yourself that all of them will leave BYU, but I want to kind of get your insight as a teammate of theirs as to what they've meant to BYU. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Uh, first of all, a word on our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. The best part is you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer to esports. They've got it all at Bet Online. Now, Clark, 
The BYU men's basketball team is going to spend uh, Thanksgiving out in uh, the Bahamas at the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Give me an idea. What, what do you think the odds are BYU wins that tournament from our friends at Bet Online? Oh gosh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know who else is in there. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not not following super closely. So. It, it's one of the top uh, what they call MTEs, uh, midseason tournament events, and BYU has 20 to one odds from our friends at Bet Online to to win that tournament. So if you want to get in on that action, you can do it now with our friends at Bet Online. They are the fastest and the easiest way to get all of your uh, betting fix available to you. Now, also, if, also if you love sports podcasts like this one, you can find those on Bet Online as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Uh, finishing up here with Clark Barrington and his weekly appearance here on the show. And Clark, this is uh, week 12 of the season. Did you know that you and I have been talking for 14 <laughs> weeks now, every every single week? It's crazy to think about. Yeah, it is crazy. It's gone fast. It has gone fast. That's the funny thing about it. And my, my wife always jokes that uh, come August, she's essentially says, okay, I'll see you in December because I, I'm here, there, and everywhere during the season. And that's what it is. It's kind of a sprint in many ways through about three months of the year. And it, it feels like it's so hard to kind of focus on the here and now because there's always the kind of the next thing. But uh, I, I would assume that's kind of the same way you guys feel about the season. It seems like it probably sails by pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as as you start the season, you know you're thinking, "Wow, this this might be a long this might be a long one." But uh, you know, looking back now, it's it, it's gone way fast, um, and and I'm sure it will just continue to speed up. So, all right, so I, I want to talk to you about some of the guys, some of your teammates that have spent time with you playing for BYU. So I'm going to run down the list here of guys that uh, they're guys I just I kind of handpicked and guys I think you might have some insight on. Obviously, I want to start off with your running mate there on the left side of the offensive line, Blake Freeland. He is a guy that's going to walk on senior day. Don't know what his future is. He's pretty highly thought of in terms of being an offensive tackle, pretty elite in terms of athleticism. But give me an insight. Uh, what have you liked most about lining up alongside number 71? Yeah, honestly, I think it's just, you know, the relationship we've we made, you know, him and our buddies. And so, you know, just being able to play next to him, you know, uh, good or bad, you know, just laughing through it, enjoying what we're doing um, and having a good time day in and day out. You know, it's just always always a good time with Blake out there. So I assume he's more talkative on the field than he is with the media, because when he talks to the media, he is he is buttoned up as all get out. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, I think he listens up when he's on the field, so it's always a good time. Fair enough. Uh, now, obviously, yeah. Harris Lachance also on that offensive line, a guy who's going to be honored on Saturday. Uh, you obviously played with Harris for a long time. I think uh, you guys probably came in around the same time. Uh, I'm not 100% certain on the timelines. Yeah, he got here a couple couple months before me. Okay, so. So, so you guys have been together for a really, really long time. What's your relationship with Harris like, and what's he like as a player? Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Um, you know, just another... You know, I guess you could just put the whole line under goofy guys, you know, just having okay. a good time laughing and enjoying, trying to enjoy what we're doing every day. And so, you know, I think, I think, you know, just all of us, you know, we're just out there having fun um, day in and day out, whether things might be going our way or not, you know, just trying to keep a smile on our face and, and enjoying what we're doing and, and being in the here now. So it's, it's been good playing with him. Now, he's one of those guys like Jaron who actually has had a kid during his time playing at BYU. How has fatherhood uh, changed him, if at all? Yeah, I think it's changed him. Um, you know, a little bit more res responsibility or whatnot. Uh, you know, his kid takes after him for sure. Um, okay. 
are, are already massive and, and a monster. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be fun to see, see how he grows up, but. He got he got the gene pool from his dad apparently. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, that's always a good thing. The next the next era of BYU football. All right, <laughs> uh, I also wanted to talk to you about Jaron. Uh, he is going to be walking on Senior Day. We don't know what his future holds, but uh, what is Jaron meant to you personally? Yeah, you know this is another guy. That we're, we're we're good buddies and and always joking around and and whatnot. So, um, you know he, he he's a good dude. Um, you know, great athlete and, and super humble and just honestly would do whatever he, he could to help somebody out. And so, you know, just a great guy to be around and, and respect him a lot and, and grateful for, for our friendship. So. Now, Mason Wake, uh, he w- I, I'm not going to lie, I was surprised to see him on this list, but he's been around BYU a long time like yourself, and I, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised that he's going to be honored no matter what the future holds for him. But Mason's a guy that I'm sure you, you've got to know very, very well because he plays that H-back role, the fullback, that type of stuff that's helping you guys al- along that offensive line. Uh, and people, I, I've got to know Mason a little bit, and I absolutely love him as, as a dude because he's he's not afraid to speak his mind. Uh, that's one thing right, I, I, yeah. I really respect <laughs> him as an athlete he's not afraid to just state how he feels about stuff. So uh, give me an insight as to your relationship with Mason. Oh, yeah. You know, we call him the, the travel size O-lineman. So. Okay. The travel <laughs> size O-lineman. Okay. So we always have a good time with him. Um, you know, it, it, it's been fun playing with him, see, his, see him do his things, you know, um, hurdling and whatnot, and then, you know, making some blocks and things. And so, you know, it, we'll, I'll miss playing with him for sure. And, and – you know, he's a great dude. Now, uh, a lot of people were hoping to see more of Houston Haymuley on the field. And we've seen him play special teams this year. He plays a similar role in the offense to what Mason does. Uh, what is, uh, I know your relationship with Houston's kind of just barely getting going because he was a graduate transfer into the program this year. But what's your relationship with, like, with Houston like? Yeah, you know, he, he's a great guy. You know, another goofy guy. I guess I just joke around with everybody. So. Okay. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, he's a good dude, and, and, and he brings the energy. Um, and he just lo- he loves the game of football, and, and you can tell in, in everything he does. And so, you know, having him, whether it's on the sideline or on the field, you know, he's, he's been a great addition to the team, just bringing that energy and, and bringing that love for the game. So he, he's a great guy. Now, uh, Chris Brooks, a similar situation, a graduate transfer into the program, had probably not played as much as he would have liked to and as probably as much as you guys would have liked to have had him on the football field due to injury, uh, that type of stuff. But uh, Chris, uh, he, he spoke to the media during training camp, but then we didn't really get a chance to catch up with him after that because he's kind of, I guess, self-imposed his own exile in a way. He's like, I, I'm just I, I ain't doing that. But uh, what, what has Chris been like throughout this season? Um, you know, he, he's had, you know, some, some trials and whatever, um, so some injuries he's had to fight through and, but I think he's, he's done a good job just staying positive and, and trying to contribute in any way he can, you know, a, a lot like Houston, you know, he brings energy and, and he just wants the best for, for the guys that are out there on the field if he can't be out there. And so, you know, he's, he's just a great guy. And, and when he does get his chance, when he, he, he is out there on the field, you know, he, he brings energy and, and, and runs the ball, you know, with a meaning and with a purpose. And so he, he's always good to have out there. 
Now, there are a number of defensive linemen on this list. Alden Tofa, Pepe Tanuvasa, Earl Tuyoti Mariner, uh, Alema Pilimai on there, Gabe Summers, Nisa Mahe. These are guys that you've gone up against day in and day out in practice. And I know you don't necessarily go one-on-one all the time in practice, but uh, you've gotten pretty familiar, I'm sure, with most of those guys. What uh, what kind of legacy do those defensive linemen leave is if, if, if and when they exit BYU? Yeah, for sure. Um, and all, all those guys are great players, um, you know, and and it's nice to have, you know, good players on, on the other side of the ball, you know, because that's the only way you get better. So it's, it's been fun competing with them and, and learning from them and, and you know, just just going going at it. Um, and 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 that's just increased, you know, my my ability to play and hopefully it's increased their ability to play. And so it's just been fun being able to compete with them. So. Now, my final question for you before we wrap things up here is it'll be your uh, potentially your final time playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Uh, what, I guess it's a two-part question here, what will your memories be of playing on your home turf there at LES? And uh, So let's start there. I, I'll do the second part here in a minute. So what, what yeah. are your overall memories of playing at home over the years for the Cougars? Yeah, um, you know, it's just always, always a, a good time. Mm-hmm. You know the fans and and everybody. They just bring such a great energy and and it's just a fun environment to be able to play in and and be able to you know win in. And so it's just been been a blessing to be able to play you know in such an amazing place. So now the second part of that is there a moment or maybe two out that just are most I guess for, for, first and foremost in your mind with regards to your, the top times or the top moments in terms of your home uh, career for BYU oh gosh I don't know if there's there's you know many top highlights or, or moments that stand out above the others but it's just it's just always fun when you step in there and, and play football and and you know, you're, everything's just going your way and whatnot, and you know, it's just always a blast when when you're winning and yeah. and and playing well and, and and doing those things. So, well, that's awesome. Well, uh, we wish you the best this week with Senior Day. No matter what your decision ultimately is, maybe you will get a second one next year. Who knows how that'll play out? But we'll be looking forward to that. Look forward to catching up with you next week uh, ahead of the season, uh, the regular season finale against Stanford. Assuming you guys will be bowl eligible at that point, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But Clark, thanks as always for taking the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you go. That's Clark Barrington. Uh, big thank you to all of you for tuning in. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. want to encourage you now to make your second listen. Our friends over at the Locked On Big 12 podcast. Get caught up on everything going on in the Big 12 conference with Josh Neighbors in 30 minutes or less. Get it free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. For Clark, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you guys again tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.